Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. Hello, this is Cinebuds from 889. I'm Justin Barney. From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. And today we're talking about the movie Spider-Man No Way Home. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. Spider-Man No Way Home is the third movie in the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man. The Tom Holland version is the version that comes after the Andrew Garfield version, which is the version that came after the Tobey Maguire version. Which comes after the cartoon series from the early 80s. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta count them all. Gotta count them all. In this movie, it registers all of that. And it talks about all that. This movie is in conversation with itself as a series. It's in conversation with the Marvel metaverse as a whole. And it involves Spider-Man and many Spider-Mans. Um, Christopher Pollard, what did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home? Uh, first, I'd like to acknowledge that I did miss the live-action Spider-Man series from the mid-'80s. <laughs> that was... It's- quite terrible it's forgiven and it's uh, also not a, not addressed in no way <laughs> no no right they did not have him show up for some reason hmm. um i'll tell you what i really really liked it mm-hmm. i liked it you know i like the superhero movies i enjoy yes. them i hearken back to my 13 year old self who loved these comic books and I get excited that they're being made into quality films now. So I have to see all of them, which is yes. easy to do. They're very easy to watch. No, Even the most complicated of them, well, they're, they're pretty easy to watch. They're easy to watch, but they are, are, they're, they are long and there are many. So it's like it's easy to watch, but also like you have to be – you really have to be on top of it. I, You know what? I don't know that I agree. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I guess you, you have to be For on top of it. You have to be on top of it if you want to see all of them. But right. honestly, a long movie it can be uh, can be a chore. And, but these movies go so fast. I mean, they're, they're designed to be real fast action moving. Everything goes. Yeah, true. So true. I never, I never blink an eye when I think about the length of these kinds of films. What did you think of the movie? I think that this movie it officially is like separates the I. You are a person that watches every single marvel movie or you are not a person because if you have not seen any of the other spider-mans this yeah. is not going to be enjoyable for you i mean you're going to be so lost oh yeah i can see that but if you if you watch a couple of them you might be all right if you have watched this is like spider-man the callback you know, and it's like if you if you love a callback, like this movie is for you. Like if you are in the world, it's for you. I think it's like really the separation point of if you are a Marvel person, you will enjoy this. If you are if you well, are not, I think it'd be hard yeah. to enjoy. To be fair, though, I mean, if you watch Godfather three and you didn't see the first two, you're also probably going to miss a few things. 
Like it's right. the third, it's the third of a trilogy, even though I know there's been. Oh, like- it is not the third of a trilogy. I mean, this movie <laughs> is like the ninth in a whatever you would call nine movies straight to be. I mean, yeah, but that's why they start over every time, which is the problem I have. But I mean, if you start with the first Tom Holland film, then you're fine. You don't have to watch nine films. Oh, no, I see what you're saying. Never mind. You do have to watch nine films. I you retract. absolutely do need to watch nine films. I retract it. I will say that if you watch the Tom Holland ones and then you, I mean, most people who watch this are aware that the other ones happened. But even if you're not, there, there's at least a little fill in, like you're from a different universe. They, they talk about that. So. But some of the jokes you miss, like the villains you have no context for. If you have seen all 27 Spider-Man movies, you will absolutely love this movie and it is for you. If you have seen nothing or are casual, you might not enjoy it as much. Okay, we are going to talk about all the other Spider-Man movies and this one uh, after the break. You lucky sons of guns. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. It's the most charitable time of year and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. All right, Christopher, we are back. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Spider-Man No Way Home, third Tom Holland. How, how many Spider-Mans have you seen going into this movie? I've seen all of the Spider-Mans. Okay. Um, just in the past week and a half, yeah. I watched one, two, three, four. <laughs> I watched four Spider-Man movies um, totaling, what what is that, like 12 hours of my life. Sure. And I didn't. And well I missed spent. out on half of this movie. <laughs> you missed out. Was, you missed out on twelve hours of of your life. Is what and there did. was, and I was still way behind on this movie. And there was still yeah. like villains that I had no idea what was happening. And I spent twelve hours preparing for this movie. You know what? Some people might approach this and say you did yourself a disservice <laughs> by by watching all of these before going into a new one when. Two other factors. You're already not like a soup, like a real superhero guy. It's not your favorite genre. And from what you told me pre-show, you were a little, you were a little not prepared to go see a movie when you went to see it. Yeah, I, I did have to go see it at <laughs> nine thirty last night and got out after midnight. And uh, you're yeah. a grumpy Gus. You're a bit of a grumpy <laughs> Gus. So I don't think you were fully prepared. But as much as you tried. It- even so <laughs> okay so i did i watched i watched uh i watched a toby i'd watched the original toby Maguire, the first one with with green goblin condolences i, I, <laughs> I watched uh, in that one 
you know, and and what this movie gets right yeah. is that Willem Dafoe is an excellent actor and he plays yeah. the Green Goblin so well. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely does. And they do nail that in this movie. Sure. There's a lot of Willem Dafoe and rightfully so. He rocks. Yeah. Um, I watched The Amazing Spider-Man. Wait, 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 wait. Let me stop. Let me stop you and just say roughly. You don't have to go into it too much. But how, the first series, the, the Tobey Maguire's, how did you like those overall? Well, I used to own them on DVD when I was like in high school and sure. loved them then. On upon rewatch, yeah. Um uh, the first one very average. A yeah. lot more average <laughs> than I remember it being. I mean, I yeah. I mean I was primed to be like, you know, 14-year-old boy watching Spider-Man like right. kind of like pre it was also like pre superhero so it wasn't like there was like all this going around like it came out and it was like whoa a lot more and better has come out since so revisiting i can see that yeah right okay um and then i watched the tom holland ones wait wait let's go back garfield then you saw the garfield one or no right no i watched the tom holland ones and then i watched the garfield ones because i didn't know if i was gonna have time and i was like okay i know the garfield ones are like not like you know critically acclaimed yeah um and so i went back and watched the garfield ones and the garfield ones are so interesting because it's like watching tom (laughs) holland homecoming the very first one i turned it on and it starts off with him going to a hotel and getting a new super suit. Yeah. And I was like, I literally I paused the movie and I was like, I got it. I'm watching the wrong one. I started at episode two when I should have. Oh, you know, yeah, I started yeah, with yeah, the yeah. sequel because it's so it gets into it so fast. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was alarming that they got into it so fast. And uh, uh, and then I watched the Andrew Garfield one and they spent an hour and 45 minutes getting to the point where the Tom Holland ones gets to in literally 45 seconds. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they spend so much time painstakingly like making that dramatic background of Spider-Man. And I think those ones are really interesting because there are points where they are – they try to infuse a lot of humanity into Spider-Man and they're like, they're not, they're like so close to being there. You know, they're like the dynamics are humanizing, but it's also, it's like he has this interaction with with a kid where like a kid like needs to trust him. And he, and it's like, yeah, like if you were a kid and like the media was saying that Spider-Man might be a villain, you might be apprehensive. And so they have this like kind of like quiet moment where he's trying to like, persuade him that he is in fact a a hero not a villain but it like (laughs) they do it while this kid is in a car that's on fire hanging off of the side of a bridge that's how you do that (laughs) it's like because that's how you do that justin (laughs) it's just like so not the moment for it and there's like oh there's like it tries to like it tries to put in that humanity but it just like it it it, it just like is in all the wrong places, but it was interesting watching that, but I watched the first one and I didn't get to watch the second one. And I think the second one must be where the villain, there's like a key villain in no way home. And I was like, I have no context for this Jamie right. Fox villain because I haven't seen him. And I haven't also seen like one of the other ones. And that was like half the freaking movie. It's good that you didn't see the Jamie Fox original version. Cause he looks awful like the look of him they was, comment on that yeah was and joked. i was like yeah, i don't yeah, get yeah. this joke it was joked about when it came out too because he looked real real weird 
Um, I do want to quickly go back because you kept referring to the Garfield ones, at which mm-hmm. I started laughing and I didn't want to interrupt. But thinking about uh, Spider-Man played by Garfield, the cat. No one what, holds on to a joke like Christopher Pollard. Listen, I am polite if I'm anything. <laughs> and I don't want to interrupt. I came real close to going, stop, stop, stop. Garfield. <laughs> Let Spider-Man. me make the dumbest joke I can think Garfield, of. No. <laughs> Let me grab no, the singing fruit. That's not what I would do. I would make a brilliant observation <laughs> about one cartoon playing another. But one is a cat who loves lasagna. And dislikes Mondays. That actually would be. It would be great. <laughs> what if Spider-Man did a terrible job on Mondays? What if Spider-Man got all of his superpowers and he's like, ugh. And his, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Spidey uh, sense. Ack. How an <laughs> And Odie was like the villain. He's a real passive, sweet villain that you actually liked him more than Spider-Man. Because he's a cute Spider-Man dog. Gets his gets his powers and just refuses to use them. Yeah, because he's <laughs> Cause taking he a nap. Can't be bothered. Because he's underneath a cover with his face poking out. <laughs> All uh, right, you tell me about No Way Home. I just want to keep talking about Garfield, the Spider Man. That's a, that's a funny bit. So we know that other Spider Men's uh, come in from other universes. You got Tobey Maguire. You got Andrew Garfield. I just the rea- the interaction between them is. So much better than I thought. It that was good. Funny. It's very funny. Their their attitudes towards each other were very funny, and it was also and like straight up adorable. Like basket of kittens, adorable. It was, <laughs> and they they're all so kind sweet of, to each other. Yeah, and they like comment on their own series, which yeah. is also like insidery. Like if you watch them all, you would get that. You know, people didn't yeah. like the Andrew Garfield one, and he's kind of aware of yeah. that he's and, third place. And he's real sensitive, like in a sweet way. And he's talking uh, yeah. about they're just they're so lovely with each other, like brothers. And it's mm. that is one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was their interactions to each other. Well, that was watching the Tom Holland Spider Man's. I was uh I I was like, this this is this series itself, because I hadn't watched them until you know, three days ago. Yeah. And uh, it is kind of the, the uh, superhero, the Marvel series that is in conversation with the multiverse the most. Yeah. It's in conversation with like Iron Man and how all the other movies and Avengers tie together. And uh, cause there was a point in it where they never really talked about that. And then it feels like the Spider-Man one, and I could be talking way out of turn. I'm sorry, Marvel mm. people who know way more about this than I do. Um, uh, that his his like character really is kind of like the glue and and pulls all these things together in a way that I really I really didn't know that 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 Spider-Man was kind of that the the one that talked about the metaverse the most. Um, yeah, I'm not. And yeah, more and know. more and more are doing that. And I'm sure that they're you know, that's a whole draw to the thing. But yeah, funny enough, they start start out that conversation in the animated Spider-Man, the, mm. uh, uh, which was really fun and did explore that quite a bit. Um, I do want to say that the other thing that I was really, I really enjoyed was this theme of positive attitude towards mental health. Oh yeah, I, totally. I'm saying that about a Marvel movie is why I'm laughing because I genuinely was watching this going, this is, I could be wrong. I'm not an expert on how this is meant to be portrayed, but it's, it was such a lovely through line of uh, working on yourself, accepting these positive things in your life, 
And then also they deal with the villains in a very funny way to me, where it's not just like, oh, they're monsters. We got to either kill them or we got to put them in jail. It's like, we have to help them. Yeah, this movie really did humanize villains in a way that other movies didn't. And I did definitely appreciate that because villains are always so one-dimensional on like, I am pure evil. Sometimes they do like give them, them like a real good kind of... You know, they have a, you know, they have a philosophy that is like a one note philosophy. Right, that they're right. like, this is why I'm doing my bad things because I, I yeah. deep down, I think it's a good thing. Right. Um, that's like a controversial opinion on humanity. Um, but this really did like truly humanize them in a way that other movies hadn't, which I yeah. liked. And I loved the, the, you get one of the villains who's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, so just everything coming out of his mouth. I'm going to stop you. I'm, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. And then all of a sudden a, a switch is flicked. And they're like, mm. oh, I'm so sorry about that. How can I help? <laughs> right. I mean, obviously it doesn't work that way in the real world, uh, but it was so nice to see it. And it really genuinely made me think about how I approach this kind of attitude in films. I'm like, yeah, I'm usually on board with just like, stop them. Yeah, stop them. Get them yeah. out of there. Yeah. And then I was like, why do I think that? I never thought that Spider-Man would make me assess how I view <laughs> revenge and villainy. Totally. But I was like, yeah, I can see how there's a problem here. It was really yeah. interesting and an interesting and an entertaining way. Yeah. Well, let's talk about good and bad performances. I think that yeah. uh, Zendaya is really excellent. I really love how she plays that character. She gives it like so she like gives it so much and it's such a, a believable kind of like it's I, I feel like it's 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 kind of like hard to play a nihilist or uh, a, a, you know, a, a defeatist now. And she plays it with a humanity. She she like it's not a it's not like with a with a, like a real like bleakness yeah she's not um, like daria or anything like that right but she i i think that she does really play her characters kind of like beliefs in a way that's like really believable and touching yeah on the other front benedict cumberbatch just does not work for me yeah it just like the very the first scene where he like comes in and they cast the spell and he's so humorless and he plays it so down and he's just like so annoyed because he's so much smarter than everybody else in the world and their freaking dumbness is an annoyance to him. Oh, he, that to be fair, insufferable. He he is annoyed by dumbness. That is true. He is. <laughs> and it's annoying. <laughs> Unlike the voice you just did. <laughs> I I have like no opinion about him. I mean, I him in general I like. In this role, I saw hit, like the Doctor Strange movie is fine. Uh it's or not great. And then him in this movie, I just didn't really think about it one way or the other, which is probably not great. But yeah, I could go either way on him. Uh, but you're right, Zendaya I thought was great. Um, the great, the interesting thing for me about Spider-Man and that I think has never gotten, no one's ever gotten perfectly right, is that the fun thing about him is that he's funny. Like Spider-Man to me, when the comics and in some of the early series, he's always quipping and like making quick jokes and fun. He's funny. And he's always, uh, you know, gabbing. And 
They've never gotten that right, though I will say the Tom Holland version is the closest because he has this like wide-eyed excitement about everything, which ends up being funny. Right. Um, which ends, and then the like I said, the relationship between all the Spider-Mans, uh, it was kind of funny. But yeah, I don't feel like anyone's ever gotten that totally right. Though Tom Holland, I think, is perfect for this. Um, and I do think in one of the it was one of the Avengers movies. It was like the best version of Spider-Man. It was Civil War, where he's co- he is constantly quipping the whole time, which is like, that's how it should be, really. But yeah, and then you're right about Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is probably like the best, oh, so best thing about this movie. He's really good. But yeah, I thought everyone did a good job. It's fun. It's, it's strangely positive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and I thought it was I thought it was very successful to me. Yeah. I hear you and agree with you on like a bunch of things, but I, I think in the end I am, I, I just don't care for superhero movies in the way that a lot of other people do. And I, yeah, I wish that I did, you know, uh, I, I wish that I could enjoy them, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, and if, and if you, you know, what I think some of it is, is people not, and this might not be you, but when people go into it, there's, the idea of a superhero movie is already loaded like as a thing, but it's essentially an action film uh, crossed with a fantasy film. If you like Lord of the Rings, no one has a problem with Lord Mm -hmm. of the Rings, uh, action, big action movies. You go see a big action movie, you know what you're going to get and you're enjoying the fighting and the martial arts or something. This is a combination of the two in a very particular way that people either have like have an immediate reaction to like, Oh, it's silly superheroes. I am less, you know, uh, insulted by the movies themselves. And it, to me, it's more, it feels like a manipulation of the audience. I feel like these studios and I I feel like Marvel is just releasing movie after movie after movie. And this movie was like a culmination of 10 movies. And they're like, you are going to have to watch 10 of our movies. I had to pay for some (laughs) of them and you will watch them. You will stream them. We will make all these and we will make movies that make you watch the other ones multiple times because we want your money and you will give it to us because we will make movies that incentivize and make you watch the other ones to me it is manipulative on the studios and i think it's unfair and i think they take advantage of their audience in a way that i just don't like that just feels icky to me i just i and like i like a film project i like you know i watched five Macbeths before watching Macbeth. Like I like that because it's like Macbeth is a thing that's made because it's like a beautiful thing. And because people like people do it all the time because they want to, not because this is a factory that we're churning out because we know that we're going to make money because people are going to see these because they have to see the old ones in order to see the new ones. That whole thing just kind of really repulses me in a way that like, I can't buy into the Marvel movies because it just grosses me out. Okay. I, That's, you know, that was a whole thing. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I care about you as a person, <laughs> but I need, uh, I, and because I care about you as a person, I need to draw your attention to your blind allegiance to Pixar and all the Toy Story films. <laughs> and what I want to say, I want to curse right now. I don't know if I can we bleep it. <laughs> yeah, what the f- are you talking about? You. <laughs> You watch every Toy Story Pixar movie, you gobble them up, you get so excited. Do you think they're not doing the same thing to you? And also, do you think that, one, every movie studio does this to you? 
This has nothing to do with superhero movies. The, well, welcome to Hollywood. This is a terrible, yeah, they, of course they manipulate all of us into watching as much as we can, as much as we have to. And but we choose to so, do it and comply. so blatantly as Marvel does. That's, that's so blatant. And that's in, preposterous. In, in, <laughs> in the Pixar movies, I, they're not all franchises that like that have a million of them. You don't have like – at the most you have the Cars series, which I will admit I hate. Yeah, I hate like, sure. the Cars series is the worst and there's like five of them. And yeah. that's part of the reason that I don't love it is because they like – Go for on five movies. I like Pixar because they often pick up on different themes and there it's a different story that is told in a different way that's trying to convey an emotion or something human. And the the Marvel movies are just like a continuum. And they're like, the more if we have 17 of these, the better, because you gotta go back and watch those. In Pixar, you don't necessarily have to watch all of the other movies to get Encanto. You know, yeah. <laughs> I lo- I was lost in Encanto because I did not see Toy Story four five, five none times. Of that. None of that. No, I I mean it seems it honestly it's uh, uh, they do it just they obviously do it just as much. They have all the toys and you have to go to McDonald's to get the toys. They manipulate children. If anything, it's worse because they're trying <laughs> to manipulate children into oh, begging their just, parents. Just as much going after kids as Pixar. Of course they are. Well, not as much, but uh, yeah, they're going after teens. They're going after teens and 20s and my age because they know that people my age and people there's comic book fans from all generations. And then also they do try to convey emotions. Of course they try to convey emotions in all these movies. I have shed tears, but that is, but that was before I went to see the movie. So we don't have to talk about that. No, they all do the same thing. Even Academy Award winning movies, like they do the same thing. The studios, the distribution, they all obviously manipulate us at every chance they get. We have to choose not to go. I also love the part where you yelled, I had to pay for some of these. (laughs) Yeah, you're supposed to. Well, well, no, I know. But like, that's, yeah. (laughs) No. I agree. I don't disagree with you that they do it. I just don't think superhero movies do it much more than anyone else. What they have do. done, what I they've do. done is realize they have a very successful model. And impressively, it's kind of an, innov- it's an innovative model, to be honest. Like they have an entire series of films based on a universe that billions of people want to see. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm rarely on the side of like the populist attitude must win out. But honestly, it it's it's nice. People enjoy them a lot, they and they want to see all the iterations of it. And so, I mean, they manipulate as much as anyone else. They just have a more successful model to do it with it. All right. Um, what else have you been watching, Christopher? I watched uh, the first seven Spider-Mans today. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I literally have watched nothing but Macbeth and Spider-Man for the past two weeks. Yeah, perfect pairing. Perfect double feature. <laughs> that is truly Um, good. What else have I been watching? I recently, I think on Netflix has the movie Silverado. Have you ever seen Silverado? Um, no. It's, um, it's a Western from like 1985. 
and directed by Lawrence Kasdan. And I remember as a teenager really liking it. It was like my gateway movie to enjoy Westerns because it had all these stars in it that I really liked. Oh, yeah. totally. But it really is a very star-studded cast. It's Kevin Klein, Scott Glenn, Danny Glover, Kevin Costner. Uh, John Cleese is in it. Jeff Goldblum. John a, Cleese in a yeah, Western? John, he plays a sheriff, which is really fun. Um, and Brian Dennehy's in it. So it's a, all the, all these stars, especially big in the eighties. Um, and it's a, just a really cool, fun Western with all these different characters. Um, I will say I don't, I'm not a fan of Kevin Costner. He's, I don't understand how he became a star cause he's the most bland, <laughs> st- like has no inflection in his voice. I always say, do you want to hear my Kevin Costner as Robin Hood impression? Uh, uh, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Robin Hood. That's it. Um, Kevin Costner, though, in this movie is like the Kramer of the movie. It's really weird. Interesting. He's, he smiles. Oh, that alone is different. Uh, he's like energetic. He's hanging off of stuff and jumping around and being wacky. I love this, like, K-Poly picks up on conversation <laughs> du jour from 30 years ago. Like, is Kevin Costner worthy of his mid-1980s success? Well, I'll tell you, Kevin, uh, I mean, uh, Kevin Costner mm. won't go away. He won't go away, so I have to keep talking about it. All right. Um, yeah, but this movie is really, really enjoyable. I liked it a lot. It's a good Western. I I literally haven't watched anything but Macbeth and Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, I think you need a break. Any, I, think I, need to. I think you should uh, take a couple days away from movies. I did watch a uh, Ted Lasso, which was like, how is that? Everyone talks about that. It's very good. It's also yeah. just like very. It's very good because it's just like Jason Sudeikis being the most likable person. He's just like that's what goofy I've heard. It's He's silly and very, very wholesome and uh, positive. Yeah. And that's just kind of the beat. And it's like, sometimes you just want like a half hour comedy that just is that, you know? Yeah. And I I think it it does a very good job of accomplishing like here is just like a happy 30 minutes that you're going to watch. I had no interest in it until I heard that, that it's a very positive, sweet kind of funny movie show. Yep. And uh, that makes me want to see it, but I don't want to get whatever platform it's on. That's the only thing keeping me from it. Yeah. It's on Apple TV plus. So you, you like, yeah, you have to buy into the beast. Is it time for my um, Gilmore girls corner? Sure. So I'm on season seven. Why have we not talked about this before? I feel like I talked about it once. Did I? <laughs> I think I think maybe you mentioned it once. I didn't know that you were like it's, into season seven. It's become an almost daily thing. When we sit down to eat dinner, we watch at least one episode oh, of Gilmore Girls. Cool. And we've been doing it for quite a while because there's seven seasons. Seven seasons, yeah. Wow. I okay. really like the show for many reasons. It promotes reading. They mention so many books. They have you would find it interesting, especially in an episode I just watched where had all these musicians come on. They needed a new town troubadour. And <laughs> like Sonic Youth was on there. What? Uh yeah, Grantley Buffalo shows up. It's all these not like nineties. Like, yeah, it's not like uh you've got <laughs> like the the most obvious pop stars they get oh sparks brothers was on there what yeah sparks brothers showed up i'm like i just found out about you guys 
That is nuts. Oh, they have the uh, Carol King had like a recurring character. What? I'm not kidding. It's such an interesting. I have watched like one episode, and I was like, the writing is fast paced. The jokes are good. The like, yeah, yeah. It's real like like uh, like 30s romantic comedy type banter real quick real witty mm-hmm. they make mm-hmm. they make really great references norman mailer showed up on the show oh I, I mean God. i just it's it's the guest stars are like unbelievable anyway i enjoy the show very much i enjoy a lot of the characters i've said many times are psychopaths and i don't understand it's this very sweet show but there's right. people on there that i think should go to prison and then wow. Uh, we're on season seven. This is where the original writers stopped. They left the show. And then the new writers said, oh, how can we take something and characters that everyone loves and make everyone hate them so much? Season seven is an abomination and it's making me angry and I want to stop, but Nicole won't let me. This is like, this is great. We've had like, Christopher <laughs> like picks like a, a conversation for like mid eighties Costner. Now we've yeah. got like nineties Gilmore girls conversation from, you know, we had the conversation from 30 years ago. Now, 20 years ago. I'm all this over the great. place, baby. I'm diverse. I, <laughs> I, have, I have many interests. <laughs> Uh, so all I'm saying for anyone who How many seasons are there? There's seven. However, there's also a reunion show that has four episodes. It's like Oh, so you're so you're in the last season though. You're like I'm in the last official season. Just, where everyone else decided to jump ship to. Yeah, that's the season they ended. And then later on we're gonna watch the when they all come back together. I think it's it was like 15, 20 years. I forgot how much time has passed. But what happens is they take up where season six left off. So they pretend season seven never happened. Oh, wow. So it's not so just it's me. Really? Yeah. Just like, it's not just me. Everyone's like, everyone hated it. That should not have happened. They erased it. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard of that happening before. That's impressive. Yeah. Just a total rejection. Yeah. I love it, but it makes me furious. We talk about the characters as if they're real people and how they should be responding and be responsible human beings. <laughs> that is very funny. Is it? That's what happens when you move to Sheboygan and don't know anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Your friends are now the Gilmore Girl characters. How are they doing this to Luke? (laughs) I wish we could invite him over. (laughs) That is true. That's accurate. All right. All right. Let's start off with Spider-Man No Way Home. This is Cinebuds, which is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Thank you. Best of luck to you, sir. Uh, our theme song is from Milwaukee musician and author Brett Newski. The Newsk. We get uh, support from Associated Bank. I love it. And we also get support from our members from Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. You're the best. And the one more thank you that I would <laughs> like to Who make. Who is it? Who is it? Th- who are you thanking? The uh, Toby Maguire to my Andrew Garfield. See now that's sweet. If you see, okay. when you see the movie, you'll know <laughs> that's sweet. Christopher Baller. Oh, wait! I have something <laughs> to say, Justin. Oh, do you? Yeah, I have someone to thank. Who are you gonna thank? You ready? I am ready. Oh, I'm sorry. It looks like we are out of time. <laughs> <laughs>